to make coffee. <laughs> I know. I feel, I'm like, why do I feel a little off right now? Yeah, I know. Well, I've been up since pretty early this morning, but, um, so I don't know. I think I got, I got, it wasn't like an adrenaline rush, but I don't know. I feel off. I'll say that. <laughs> you seem a little wonky. Well, I had to wake up and be like all peppy. So I did some vo- voiceover auditions this morning. Really? Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, it was, I mean, you know, we'll see where they go. It doesn't really mean anything yet, but, uh, but yeah, so I had to pretend to be all, yeah, and <laughs> I'm only minus coffee. I'm super excited to be coffee. doing this. <laughs> yeah, because I, w- I was short on time, so I didn't have time to have any caffeine with it, so. Oh, what time did you wake up? Uh, I don't know, like 6.30, probably. That's pretty early. Yeah, it's yeah I set early. my alarm really early to, again today, well, really early for us, like 7.30, <laughs> to maybe go for a scooter ride again, but then I ended up just sleeping till like 8.30. Yeah. glorious. Did you go on a scooter ride yesterday? I did. I went. I uh, rode up to Mount Tabor, and I swear it's the most validating thing in the world to like get to the top of a mountain and know that you did absolutely nothing like to accomplish it. <laughs> like usually, <laughs> I'm just riding. See that? There's there's a difference there. Yeah, and it's just like climbing up, and I'm just like you know looking at everything, and it's so serene. I'm just looking around, and it's just you know, like flying up at like 25 miles an hour, and I'm passing like sweaty people on their bicycles. I'm like, yeah, you might be losing weight, but I'm having a better time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, that's half the challenge. The half the fun is the challenge and getting up. Oh, I know, but... Oh. No, I just liked getting up there and then getting back down and <laughs> not spending a lot of time doing it. <laughs> well, that's why you don't like uh, hiking either. Yeah, I like it sometimes. It depends. I, I like destination hiking. Yeah. So it depends. Like, I, yeah, I don't like being tricked into, like I was with somebody <laughs> who was dating, tricked into going on a five-mile hike where I was told that it was only two miles. <laughs> I was not a happy girl. <laughs> and the hike didn't even lead anywhere any, anyway. We just walked all the way up to the, to the top of a mountain, which was really scary because it was like all these like really like like uh, shut like edges everywhere. So like if you walked to the end, it was just you know like thousands of foot of feet drop and I'm just like great. I'm up here. I'm seeing something that terrifies me after two and a half hours, and I get to walk all the way back down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, that's awesome. fun. That's a good time. I say I don't know. I'm I'm uh, actually probably going to be going camping this weekend. Oh yeah. Yes, because it's not, it's a uh, really nice weather here. Uh, for some reason, I can't speak today. I don't know why. Oh, you can. Okay. Just just to, I just want to lay that out there, and then that way, anytime <laughs> I screw up, it's fine. We'll see. It's if good. You apologize we, ahead of time. It's okay. Exactly. And we have a guest coming on today too, so we he do. can do a lot of the talking. We, as well. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, we'll just sit here and stare at him. Um, but uh, no, I, yeah, I'm probably going to be going camping, which is going to be so cool. Where are you going to go camping? Um, I will probably go up uh, towards like the Bagby Hot Springs, like past Estacada direction, cool. like into the kind of lower Cascades right there. Nice. It's supposed to be like, what, in the 70s this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to get really cold at night, but that's okay. No, that's all right. I mean, as long as you have a fire, you're fine. Well, plus, you know, by nighttime, you'll be drunk. Anyway. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's one thing with camping. Yeah. You do. Uh, you start drinking pretty early. I haven't been camping. Pretty much as soon as you get up there. Yeah, I haven't been camping in years. Like, that's what I want to... Uh, I want to do that this summer. Because last summer I spent it... Um, my friend had a pool at her apartment complex. So all we did was sit around the pool all day and drink beer. Yeah. And just, like, hang out by the pool every single day. Like, I didn't really go to the river. I didn't go, like... I didn't go camping. Didn't do anything. So this summer, I want to become one with nature again. Excellent. Yes. All right. Well, I can show you some good places. Okay, cool. I've only been camping once uh, in in Oregon. It was at the Lost Lake. Oh, okay. Was that like a campground? Yeah, it's a campground. Yeah, see, I don't don't go to the campgrounds. Yeah, it's like we we did camp like not in an official like lot though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we camped right near there. But no, that's the last time I went. Wow. Yeah, see, I I usually get up at least two or three times a summer, but I always want to be up there more. Mm -hmm. I I love getting out. 
getting out into the woods. Well, you know what I love doing? I'm mm. looking forward to tomorrow because it's softball day. Softball! It's our last practice before we actually have to start playing. I'm really nervous. Because <laughs> I haven't played, I haven't practiced in a couple of weeks now. So, um, oh, yeah. yeah. So, so, practice tomorrow and then, um, yeah, and then next Saturday is when our league begins, actually. Wow, you guys have played a lot of practice games for this league. Yeah, we're still not very good. <laughs> <laughs> How many teams are in the league again? Uh, like 12. 12 of them? Wow. Yeah. Does, like, the winner get something? Is there, like, a, a glory. pool or something? They just get glory? glory. Um, you know, I'm not sure. I know we we just are getting our T-shirts. So, of course, I'm playing for the B-Side Tavern. B-Side mm-hmm. 632. East Burnside. Yes. Great place. And, um... And so she's getting the shirts made to look like the Bad News Bears shirts. <laughs> That's cool. So we're having them. And um, so she's the co-owner with uh, her friend Joel Denton, who's the other guy who owns the bar. And at the, on the back of the Bad News Bears shirts, it says like something's like Chico's Bail Bonds. <laughs> and so she's going to get it to say Denton's Bail Bonds. And then on the front, it's going to be, it's just going to say like B-Team and like that scrawly writing. So I'm excited to see the uniforms. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting uniforms is always good. Cool. Do you have your name on it at all? I don't think we're all, all of our numbers are going to be um, forty-five. B side. Ah, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so I think I, nobody really takes it very seriously. I mean, I know that. Um, well, people do. Some of them take it very seriously, but then others, you know, like the uniforms and stuff, don't really matter. Just as long as you can tell, like, who's playing for what team. Well, and you get a keg of beer for every game, right? Yeah. Well, cases of beer. Cases of beer. Yeah, okay. So we're sponsored by um, a beer distributor, and so basically this um, this just distribution company just comes by and just plunks off like. You know, a few cases of beer, like, you know, like 48 packs. It's just sitting there in our dugout, and everyone's just like, all right, beer's here. Okay, time to play. (laughs) Exactly. So if it's supposed to be sunny tomorrow, it's going to be sunny, softball, day drinking, Saturday. Oh, that's badass. That's going to be wholesome. Yeah, that's going to be fun. And then Sunday's going to be more wholesome because I'm going to drive to Bremerton to visit my mom for Mother's Day. Ah, yes, Mother's Day. I had to remember it was Mother's Day. I forget that all the time when Mother's Day is. Did you send your mom flowers or something? No, I saw them last weekend, though. Okay. So that's good enough. Yeah. Yeah, they're getting ready to go down to my brother's house, actually. So so they're going to be busy. That's what I need so to do this afternoon. Excuse. I, need to, I need to buy some a Mother's Day present so that I can yeah. get warmed. Yeah. yeah maybe maybe some flowers sent, or something. Maybe I should have sent flowers. What the? What is that? Oh. <laughs> ah, okay. Is well, we are in a house. <laughs> we are in a house. We'll be honest. Yes, we are recording, uh, of course, at the... The Nibbler household in. Indeed. Someone's taking a shower. And sometimes life gets in the way. Yeah. Um, but also this weekend, so this weekend's Mother's Day, but of course today is a special day for one of our favorite people on the show. Yes. Yes. It is a, oh, and let me let me get it up first. Yes, up, indeed. Because uh, this has to be played for it. So it is the one and only Mr. Tim Oakley's birthday. It is indeed. He is, uh, what, like 31, 32? Right, somewhere yeah, around there, I'm somewhere sure. somewhere around that. I'm sure that's what it is. <laughs> 29 or whatever. Um, so, Mr. Oakley, on location down there in uh, Louisiana, this, sir, is for you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. <laughs> you love that. Hot damn right. Hot damn right. <laughs> when was that song? Was it when Elvis was still hot or was it Fat Elvis? I'm guessing it's Fat Elvis, but I really don't know. I don't even know where I ended up getting this because I, I don't <laughs> have like a whole song. Thing. Yeah, it's just like an 11 second clip of Elvis. And not, no idea where I got it. Well, it works perfectly because it cuts out that whole pesky, you know, putting the name in it thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Like yeah, a, no, it's just a general to you. Elvis saying happy birthday. Yes. Well, I'm, hot uh, damn right. Hot damn right. Yeah, I'm really excited to visit my family, though, because I haven't seen them since Mexico. And um, we have reservations at Red Lobster. Ooh. Oh, boy. I am. Is that your mom's favorite place? Um, no, but it's the only place in Bremerton that takes reservations. Ah. And my grandma, um, 
Yeah, so I have one remaining grandparent. It's my father's mother, and she lives in Bremerton now in like a, a care facility kind of thing. So she really likes Red Lobster, too. So it's a win-win for all. <laughs> so I don't there. think I've ever been to a Red Lobster. Oh, my gosh. Their little cheddar biscuit things that you get for free at the beginning are so good. Huh. Oh, they're like warm, hot, like toasted biscuits, like full of cheese. Too, and you spend, like, I usually end up taking some of my purse. What? <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Just like scoop it all out. We need some more, please. Absolutely. No, just like an olive garden with the breadsticks. So you have to be careful of those, though, because they're filler. They're filler? Yeah. So if you're getting it, well, it depends on, I guess, which kind of pasta dish you get. But if you have like, especially like at a buffet, I guess it's more important. Yeah. You never eat very much bread at a buffet. And I love bread. I love bread so it's much. Filler. Oh, See, they're just no. trying to, they're trying to get you to just eat that. Then you won't eat the real food. But don't they want you to eat the real food? Because then that's how they make money. No, you already paid. That's You've true. already paid to be there. So if you eat just a whole bunch of bread that fills you up and you don't eat any of the real food, more bonus for them. <gasps> no, but I'm saying I like to steal the bread. Oh, stealing's it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's okay. Yes, that's for later when after all my uh, after I've come down from my uh, Olive Garden pasta high and then I'm like, okay, bread. Wow, and I wonder why I feel so squishy lately. <laughs> I'm sitting here having like a, a fantasy about like bread rolls. And then talking about how much you don't want to work to get up the mountain. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's the, you know what? There's so many positives to having a scooter. The negative is I look at my bicycle. I look at my scooter. Bicycle, scooter. I'm like, mm, I can go on this one because I can get like, you know, seven times as much stuff done and be really lazy and look pretty awesome. Or that one, I could be like a sweaty mess and probably hit a hill and then like pop a tire. <sighs> Yes, yeah, I, seem like, I did walk here today, though. Wow! Because my car was abandoned uh, yes. here at the Nibbler House after um, Cinco de Mayo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cinco de Mayo was very much a non-driving day. <laughs> so it's been living out front next to the um, Methods trailer. <laughs> I noticed that trailer's finally gone, though. Yeah, I know. I, that one was only there for three or four days, and at least as long as it's not in front of my house, whatever. Mm. But uh, yeah, that. That was there. Yeah, it was probably three or four days. Okay. So I don't know really what went on in that one. I think that they're I back. In, it. They're back in full effect. I walked by and I saw a giant drum set in there, and I heard I some drums playing and like some some construction. Well, they have. They do. They they play drums every now and then, and then the one guy uh, likes to think he can play guitar. Oh, really terribly, really terribly. I don't think he has any idea how to tune his guitar. <laughs> and it's watch. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised on a day like today when it's actually nice out that he brings the guitar into the backyard and starts. Oh, it starts away. playing. Is it an mm-hmm. electric one or an mm-hmm. acoustic? No, it's electric. Oh, of course it's electric. Yes. And he's trying to play like metal, but he only really knows like three chords. So it'll just be... <laughs> and pretty much that over and over and over and over. Well, speaking of amazing music, so we were talking earlier today how we have Ryan White coming in. Yes, we do. From the Oregonian. And you pointed this out. So Greg gets the Oregonian every day. I do. He is, he's well I am read. a newspaper supporter. He is. The Nib Man is. And so we were looking for Ryan's article today. And he totally wrote an article on Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, like, to be fair, he didn't write about, like, how great it was. No, he's just writing about the fact that Nickelback's coming to town mm-hmm. and what that entails. Um, and it was interesting because he said in the article, he said, uh, he actually says that How You Remind Me is the number one song um, of all time. Like, it's been played the most times out of any other song. Yeah, in, like, the last 10 years or something, was it? Or? Yeah. Uh, yeah, which, yeah, thirty million record. They've sold thirty million records in the last decade. No song has been played on the radio more than uh, Creed's. This is how you, or, uh, Creed's. <laughs> Nickelback's. This is how you remind me. <laughs> Only four other artists: Tim McGraw, Toby Keith, George Strait, and Alan Jackson have been played more often on the radio. Period. Which I didn't even realize they were that popular. Nickelback. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't know that either. I mean, how you remind me that? That's really surprising that that song is the one that was played more than any other song. Oh yeah. 
No, I don't see why. I mean, uh, like this is how you remind I feel like I heard Creed with arms wide open more than that. I would think so too, or, yeah. I mean, or something from Red Hot Chili Peppers, or some. I don't know. It just seems like there would be something else. But yeah, Nickelback. What other songs does Scott Stepp sing? Uh, with arms wide open. Uh, well, I mean, there is the other one that. Uh, uh, what was it called? I can't remember. Well, you know what? I'm totally going to find Nickelback <sighs> while we're doing this right now to bring on Ryan White with. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, see if you can... <laughs> yeah. We sh- yeah, we should. And he doesn't know we're going to be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> we will not tell him. Um, Scott Stapp. Well, so yeah, he did, yeah, Arms so Wide Open. Arms Wide Open, uh, My Own Prison. Um, yeah. And uh, they had a couple other ones. Oh, but then there was, there was this. Let's play ball, it's game day. We want strikeouts, baseball. I love the bat hitting sound. Uh, I know, I just realized that too. <gasps> oh my god! I need to bring this to my softball practice to pump everybody up. You do. All right, I'll try to. Uh... Of course, you could only play it off of a computer because that is the only play place where it's located. And no way to be in possession of said song. No. We don't have recorded capability. <laughs> Nickelback started too. <laughs> We're having all shitty music all the time. <laughs> I know. Hey, remember the radio station? Never mind. What? So I did have something happen this morning that uh, kind of did upset me a bit. Okay. Um, so I was doing all the voiceover stuff, which that would you know that went pretty cool. Um, a bunch of really random ones, uh, different kinds of things. Sometimes the world of voiceover isn't always so glamorous. As was there anything like embarrassing? Uh, were they just for like companies, like no name? Companies? They were just like companies, and uh, well, I mean, some of them you might know. Okay, but I, I can't really say any of the companies or anything because I don't have these jobs yet either. This is just auditioning for them. But I mean, some of them are just like voiceover, like answering machines, and um, some of them are for like company internet videos, which I've done a lot of those before. I've done. Um, I was actually the spokesperson for this company in Madrid that does. Uh, they make baby products. What kind of baby products? Like, um, baby fashion. Baby fashion products? Yeah. Do you have that? Is it audio? Do you have the audio? I've got part of what I did. <gasps> I can see if I can. This is one. This is a job that I've actually done already. This, baby this was fashion? A while ago. Yeah, they make, um, the, like, themes for rooms and stuff like that. So the baby would have a a themed room like circus theme and stuff like, like that i'm already theme, kind of embarrassed about this i don't theme. even know if we should play this now princess theme like duke duke is a brand which projects duke enthusiasm duke. dynamism and passion for the world of decoration child care products and children's clothing yeah so anyway it's stuff wait, like di- that. wait what was that Features word di- i asked them how they wanted me to pronounce that yeah that's how they said dynamism di- Dynamism. Dynamism. Mm-hmm. Is that like some well? Word that we the thing don't is, know? they're Spanish, and so this was the English version of their video. Got it. And so I don't think they really understood. And that's why I was like, "You're sure? That's how you? That's how you All want right. me to say that? Like, you know what? You're paying. Hey, the money. they're paying the bills. I'll yeah. say whatever the hell they Absolutely. want. Absolutely. The Ocean Collection features colorful sea animals. The Moons and Stars, the sweetest collection, with its pastel pink and blue tones. <laughs> oh, this is so embarrassing for you. Yeah. Hey, you get paid for it. You know what? Got to make money. That's the thing. I did a voiceover for the dress barn. I think I remember you talking <laughs> about that. Yeah. Thank God that audio is gone. 
but I have never had to sound more fucking enthusiastic for anything in my life than talking about the dress barn at Mall 205. <laughs> it's an all-new dress barn. <laughs> I get all my clothes there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's like that one time I had to do one for the bridal show at the Memorial Coliseum. Come down to the bridal show. I, so in radio, when you work at, um, you know, you work with a bunch of people and they need commercials cut, like a lot of times you'll mm-hmm. get asked to do a cut, which is why like I did dress barn and you did mm-hmm. the bridal show. And did you ever get offered to do like the like the sexy time ones, like the fantasy or like fantasy or like? I did the. I, I think we played part of it. I did some of the tags for hero tabs, which were a uh, male enhancement pill. <laughs> hero tabs, be a hero. Be a hero. Something like that. It, oh, it was something wow. along those lines. I think we played part of that one time, and I didn't. I I don't have the full thing. Uh, but no, the sexy time ones. Most of those, I don't think I did. There was another guy on Jammin' that did a lot of those. Okay. Um, yeah, because they'd ask me to be the like the sexy lady. I just, oh yeah, I can't well that's do... the thing. Like yeah, they need a. I just couldn't sexy do it. Lady. I know. I just said uh, that's the one thing. Like I just could not do. Be like, hey boys, you want to come in to, to Jiggles? <laughs> the best wiggles are at Jiggles. Yeah, I just couldn't do it. Oh, you could. <laughs> you just didn't want to. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> that's more what it was. My favorite was when our friend Sarah Wagner was doing. Was it her? I think it was her who did a bunch of um, I don't know for some like sex shop commercials. But she did like she did it like as a favor for a friend and didn't want it to be known that it was her. And then it came out because it is embarrassing if you voice like something like that and then you yeah. figure out who it is. Thankfully, I've never done it. Or have I? Oh, oh. listen closely. All right. Do you have any more of your sounds? Uh I don't know. There's there's lots of them on here. Now I don't know if I want to pull up any of them. Because <laughs> they, they all, I mean, out of context. Oh, uh, yeah, there's some. Just one. Come on. Uh, let's see. What's this one? Near a computer? While you're holding, visit us on the web at ourcompany.com. Yeah. Some of these are just very... God, now they don't... Sound... These are all pre-rendered, too, so they don't have any... Yeah, your voice sounds higher. Yeah, they, well, I mean, it depends on what they want. A lot of times I get cast for, like, teenager stuff. Because mm-hmm. you're hip? I don't know. The great turkey. Oh, yeah, never mind. We're not going to do some of those ones. Uh, yeah, so anyway, there's a lot of them on there. I've done a lot of voiceovers. <laughs> Most of them I didn't <gasps> oh, want people to say. Um, I hear a Ryan White knocking at the door. Ooh, okay, yeah, we should probably break. And I didn't talk... Okay, the voiceover thing was not what I was mad about this morning. Okay. Uh, that was something else. But yes, let's go uh, bring in Ryan and... Uh, do you have the Nickelback ready? Uh, yes, yes, I do. Okay. All right. We'll be back in a second with more Fun Employment Radio. Dot com. Never made it as a wise man. I couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing. Tired of living like a blind man. I'm sick of sight without a sense of feeling. And this is how you remind me. This is how... Welcoming now to Fun Employment Radio, Ryan White from the Oregonian. <laughs> Not what I'd choose for my at bat music if it was me personally, but. I see where it came from. <laughs> we did already state that you did not choose this. <laughs> yeah, we prepped everybody that you were coming in. <laughs> I really can't understand almost any of the words in this song. Uh, do you think he can? <laughs> probably not. He's probably just making them up. He's a little slurry. Speaking of slurry, we got you a present. Oh, 
I heard I heard that there was there was enjoyable beverage involved. Oh, I haven't had one of these since elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad with me saying that because that's what I said yesterday. <laughs> All right, cheers. Some delicious Mickey's. To Friday And you guys to Friday, Friday. Yay. Thanks for having me Oh of course yeah, Thank you so much For coming over mm. I was thinking That's been for fucking oh. Ever since we've seen you we I know to, We used to see you All the time When uh, we were on uh, Commercial radio Yeah And then you disappeared I did So did our jobs <laughs> <laughs> Coincidentally At the same time <laughs> It was like magic <laughs> Mine didn't but, it, but mine remains fun So I feel like I, I, I fit into the format Here well I Well while employed, it is. There you go. Fun employed. We are fun so, yes. employed in one way or another. Get yes. it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, um, a delicious um, sip. Isn't it either, better than you remembered? It's, it's either better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> After a couple of sips, it doesn't matter anyway. It's just though. some absolutes. Like just just drinking one of these is 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 nice. Oh no, it's magical. Especially in the middle of the afternoon and the sun's out. You know what? I know it's a nice sunny day. You know, it's a Friday afternoon. The birds are chirping. Lots of birds are chirping because they're stuck in Greg's roof. Yeah, goddamn. <laughs> so pissed. Have you been trapping this. birds again? <laughs> Not intentionally. So, Greg so you trap a- them in there and then you go up through the crawl space and shoot them. That's that's what happened. Wait a minute. How did this get down? No, seriously, Greg is one of the nicest people I know. But when it comes to these birds, he's fucking evil. Oh man, I hate him. Okay, so he hates what? these birds. They're uh, on the side of his house. Okay, they're yeah, they're like underneath the gutter. And there's like this wood plank underneath the gutter, and somehow they wedge themselves in there in this hole. And I saw the bird about a month ago going in there, and I was like, "Okay, I got to seal that off. I got to seal that off." And because uh, I don't want them, I don't want them in there. And uh, unfortunately, it's too late. So now there's like a whole pack of like chirping birds right outside our Ooh. window. Yeah. And now though, if I go in there and like shove them out, then of course I'm be a terrible person <laughs> yeah and right? so so actually what if an accident happened one of our good buddies oh my god <laughs> one of our good buddies uh rick emerson was actually over this morning so we were oh. out, yeah shooting the shit and we were out in the backyard and greg's just and the birds are tripping i'm like oh i can hear the little birdies chirping and greg's like oh i should have gotten rid of that they're gonna ruin the house and rick's like what are they gonna do to your house are they woodpeckers and he's like no i just i don't like them in my house <laughs> Which is yeah, I said it like that too. Oh, oh no! Well, I was sitting in my living room the other day, and I heard a bird chirping, and I kind of walked around and walked around, and I was like, "Do I have a bird living in my chimney?" Oh, now that's no. a, that's a problem that's easily fixed. Oh yeah, with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. We when I grew up, so we had a carport. Of course, I've talked about how I I used to shoot frogs. So this is no secret. I did. Um, you know, you grow up out in the country. How else do you work on your aim? Exactly. They move. They... Exactly. You know, sometimes it's tricky. Oh my god, I'm with two hooks right now. <laughs> <laughs> so my brother and I would we had sparrows that would get into the carport, and then they'd they'd crap all over the place. So we would have to try to eradicate the situation, the problem. The sparrows. Yes. But they're so pretty. No, they're not. Okay. <laughs> they kind of are. I mean, we just had a tree removed from our backyard yesterday that the birds loved, and I felt guilty about it for a second, but it's one of those, it was a quince, and so it would drop little seeds that would grow a bunch of other little annoying, horrible trees that I would always be having. So I just wanted everything dead. Gone. And so the birds are probably all going to move to my <laughs> chimney now, all. and then I won't ever be able to make a fire again. But uh, it'll be worth it not to have that tree. You know you'd still make fires. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you were just talking about um, so Ryan White, writer for the Oregonian. Yes. Um, you were, and you were also talking about how uh, your wife is all knocked up, and you're about ready to be a father. 
Yeah, due date June 19th, which feels like a long ways away, and it feels like it's been an incredibly long process, and I'm not even the one carrying around a kicking <laughs> tiny human inside of me. I feel I always feel ridiculous when I say I'm, you know... You know, when I say we're ready for the pregnancy to be over and the the parenting to begin, because <laughs> as you're sitting here really, drinking a Mickey, so yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna do. I, I've had you know, I've had now thirty three and a half weeks of a designated driver is what I've had, and it's <laughs> been pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> and, and she doesn't let me forget this, and I think I'm probably going to be uh, in store. You know, I've got about forty weeks of designated oh, driving yeah. in front of me. Oh yeah, oh she's this. coming back for it too. There's no way. Oh yeah. No, she, yeah, and you owe it to her. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I would, you know, it was, I was talking with a friend of mine who's, who's got a couple of kids, and he was explaining that when they were going through birthing class, you know, they were having this, this, the instructor was asking them, okay, things are getting rough, you're late into it, nothing's working, what are you going to say to keep her going? And everybody went around with, you know, these answers like, I love you so much, and you can do this, and, and they got to, to Bill, who looked at his wife and said, I'm sorry, I didn't know it was loaded. <laughs> Which they thought was hilarious, and the instructor didn't. <laughs> and so we're, I was thinking about, you know, okay, so what do I, you know, what would be when we get to that point, with, with, you know, with April, what am I going to say to, to, to get her through this? And, and the answer was pretty obvious: another hour, and you can have scotch. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one, actually. That would be good <laughs> motivation, yeah. And, and, you know, given everything else that she can't have uh, have now, that on top of it is like I'm just going to bring her a, like a. A milkshake with scotch in it. Um, <laughs> it'll be like the five dollar shake from Pulp Fiction, but with oh, bourbon. Yeah. And now it's like and now I. It hasn't been so, like so long since Pulp Fiction, but now a five dollar shake isn't that out of the ordinary. No, no now not that's really. like a normal milkshake. Yeah. yeah. And you don't even ask to expect it to have bourbon for five dollars because that'd be like a twelve and a half dollar shake. I don't know if I'd want bourbon in a milkshake. Oh, I think that sounds delicious. Maybe. Well, I mean, I would still drink it, obviously. Obviously. I mean, that's you know given yes but um hmm. you were two days after our tequila party (laughs) yeah no tequila for me for a long time we had uh, this the cinco de mayo celebration yes it was yes it was pretty much sarah and i that drank most of the bottle Mm -hmm. Ooh. well then your roommate uh, after the show yeah she had a little bit yeah and court and fat boy had a little bit but i would say the majority was was polished off by us a little bit congratulations Maybe well, you I know guess. it's the little victories that we can get up these days. <laughs> it's like tequila, and I, I when I came over, I, I I turned down fiftieth, and there was the strip club there, and they got a sign on front that says "Win a Jaeger machine and more." And I was thinking to myself, there could be more than a Jaeger machine. <laughs> <laughs> you can win a girl a company with the Jaeger machine. That strip club creeps me out. I've never been there when it's been a strip club, but just when it used to be a um, a venue. Yeah, yeah. Have oh, I there? I've never been in there. Period. I have been. But there now many that times. there's a Jaeger machine on the table. Like me and Tommy Lee could have a Jaeger machine. I believe they also have uh, tacos on Sundays. No, no. Yeah, I would never eat there. I have been there. Don't they have tacos there every day? Heyo! Wow. I just said that. (laughs) All right. Let that that sink in for a few minutes. So your article here in Uh, uh, Oregonian section. (laughs) <laughs> that's generous <laughs> it was it was very well written for yeah. the for the subject at hand <laughs> the subject being our friends in Nickelback <laughs> your favorites well and it's funny though because there, there were some facts in here that I hadn't that we were talking I about I always that. find it funny when there are facts in my stories too <laughs> so. and see he could be just making them up they couldn't even that's be true. true they are real you can look these up on the internet okay on the internet <laughs> yes on wiki <laughs> um, yeah so Nickelback sold yeah more than 30 million albums in the last, what is this, in the last 10 years? Or in, well, in that's general, in their career. In their career. And then How You Remind Me has been the most popular song in the last 10 years. Yes. No no song was played they, on the radio more 
in the decade we just escaped from. Uh, then, then how you remind me. Oh, it was awful. We have had the worst music. Yeah. The worst music. And the thing is, we, we've actually also had the best music. The problem is the worst music has become the popular music, and the best music, because of the internet, is you know confined to these these niche audiences and these smaller uh, you know there are somebody was telling me the other day that you know they're thinking that there are fewer rock stars but more middle class musicians earning a living than ever before uh which i think is is true and interesting and bodes well for there being good music it's just harder to find it mm-hmm. um and then nickelback rises to the top somehow well you have to wade through a sea of shit in order to find anything like moderately decent yeah yeah and you know it's pretty you know Nice thing about my job now is that all of it gets mailed to me, and I can tell pretty quick what's the shit and what's the uh, what's the stuff I want to keep listening to. Well, that's so, cool. So, what do you do? So they just mail. So, what what is the day yeah. at the Oregonian? Um, I try to avoid the office, <laughs> but I mean it's it, it's really it's it's you know a slow drip of publicists all day every day. I was thinking earlier this week, and to any kind publicists that are are listening out here, I don't mean you, um, but... uh, It's not you. It's not you. It's It's the other one. It's you. Uh, I'm thinking about shiving one just to get the rest of them to stop fucking with me. Um, What did you do? What happened? (laughs) It's just, there are days where you can't get anything done because, you know, it's every 30 seconds that there's a new... Somebody's coming through town. Somebody has got a new record. Hey, do you want to talk to this person? Do you want to talk to that person? I'm getting really good at saying no, but I'm... You know, and I, I'm accidentally ignoring a lot of people that I don't mean to ignore, and I always feel guilty when I don't respond to people's because they're just doing their job. Mm. Yeah. But but at the same time, there are things like you know this guy left me a voicemail the other day. You know, we got a really great show coming through town. Nashville pussy would love to get some coverage on that. It's like clearly you don't know anything about my publication. Yeah. <laughs> Nashville pussy could be my favorite band in the world, and I can't write a word about them in the Oregonian. I just yeah. can't. My friend was talking about this band coming through town next week called Fucked Up. I'm like. Okay, that's great that that's their name. They're supposed to be really fucking yeah, awesome. Right. But, I mean, what are you supposed to do with well, that? That's like, there, there's know, fucked up. There's fuck buttons. There's <laughs> a Starfucker. Star, yeah, Starfucker. Which changed their name and then decided not to. I wrote an entire story about Starfucker changing their name to Pyramid with three Ds, and then they decided to just stick with Starfucker. So did they I mean, have an asterisk or something? Yeah, you, you would do that. Like I, I, Half the reason I wrote this story was because of the challenge of writing around it, because mm-hmm. I couldn't even use the asterisks uh, in the Oregonian. Yeah. So I, I thought it would be a fun writing exercise that I would spend a lot of time on, and I would craft it, and it would be really funny and clever. And then like 20 minutes before a deadline, I still hadn't written the thing and just had to pound it out, <laughs> and it sucked. Uh, <laughs> but it was like, yeah, on the one hand, I love bands with names like that. There was the one band that I really wanted to see when I went down to South by Southwest, and I missed them. Um, because they ended up playing opposite another band that I really, really wanted to see. But there was this band from France called Tiger, Shit, Tiger, Tiger, and like with an exclamation mark after each word. And I wanted a Tiger, Shit, Tiger, Tiger t-shirt so bad. That's so awesome. <laughs> and I missed them because this new, uh, you can't say it's a super group because most people haven't heard of any of the three groups, but this, uh, this, new, <laughs> this new band by the uh, singers for uh, Deer Tick, Delta Spirit, and Dawes was playing their first ever show around the corner from where uh, Tiger Shit Tiger Tiger was playing and so I went to go see uh, the other band instead but uh, I, I will at some point I'm, I'm, I keep meaning to go to their website I'm hoping that Tiger Shit Tiger Tiger I'm has, looking for you right has now. baby yeah. one like if tell me if they have baby onesies baby onesies for yeah. Tiger Shit Tiger Tiger because <laughs> there was a great night in Austin where I was like moderately drunk at Antones for the uh, Americana showcase with uh, Hayes Carl and, and some other people and on the way out I stopped I stopped to buy a onesie and the the, the old woman working behind the, the, the merchandise counter at Antone she's like you want the pink one the 
the blue one or the black one? I said, well, we don't know if it's a boy or a girl. We better go with the black one. She goes, well, this is the only one that we've got left. It's been out. It's pretty dusty. And I'm thinking to myself, chances are, you know, I, I'm drunk, but I'm not such a drunk that I'm going to take buy bar merchandise and stick it directly on my kid without washing it. <laughs> you might want to dust I'll, it off a little bit. <laughs> I mean, you know, just I'll slap it on my leg a couple of times and then throw it on the kid. I mean, what could go wrong? Wow, been living in a, it's been living in a bar in Texas that's basically like <laughs> some some insulation and tin shedding for God knows how long. Yeah, you must have looked really trustworthy. <laughs> well, then I went. This was like my favorite night in Austin because then I went. So you went for South by the Southwest for, for South oh, by Southwest, fuck, and I've never been before. Yeah, I've never been to that either. And it's it, it's a it's an enormously entertaining clusterfuck. It's too big. Um, I mean, there were nineteen hundred official bands. Wow, and, and nineteen hundred. How many venues do they have even there? Every place in town, including where I headed from. So I, I was at the Americana thing, and I got a text message from uh, Casey Anderson, who's a local singer songwriter here, that Joe Pug was playing, and he, he says St. Peter's, be there at midnight. And I had been that was the night I was going to turn in early, and I was like, well, that was pretty much a dare. Mm-hmm. Okay, you've got to be there. So I go, I go wandering up and find St. Peter's. Which turns out to be an actual Episcopal church. Like you walked in and they had si- they had signs that said, you know, please don't take your beer to the sanctuary. Was all they asked, and they and they had the, you know the, the regular church cafeteria, and there was like it, it was like the uh, it was like the 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 heavenly you know the heavenly cafeteria or something like that. They had and they had a couple people behind there serving food, and then these two old women in tie dyed t shirts that were taking cash, and the guy in front of me didn't know what kind of beer he wanted, and so they were explaining to him the qualities and hops involved with each beer uh, that you could buy here at the church that you shouldn't take into the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And we went into the Joe Pug show, but so here I am running around town like you know with a with a onesie in my pocket, drunk going to drink further at a church um, <laughs> and and then you walked out of there and like right back down onto the madness on on 6th street where it's just like this like every bit of low end from every club like every bass and every drum just kind of snakes its way out into the street and collides into just this one huge mess of sound it's wow. pretty that awesome pretty yeah cool. that sounds amazing I don't, 1900 bands though yeah. and it started the first official day of the music festival was St. Patrick's Day <laughs> So you've got it's all just that a drunken mess. You've got all that. Like I walked out of a bar at about it was about a quarter to two in the morning. I'd been uh, seeing this uh, band from it's the singer from Art Brute. His uh, his new project called Everybody Art Brute. Man, I haven't heard that name in a while. Called Everybody Is in the French Resistance Now. <laughs> okay, where they kind of they they write songs from the point of view of 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 characters from other pop songs who have been wronged. Like you know they've got one song where they track down the kid from uh, Billy Jean. <laughs> That's and, awesome. And they track him down on Facebook, and you find out that he actually is uh, the kid's son, or the guy's <laughs> son, um, and, it, and stuff like that. So I wander out, and like all it was was like people falling all over each other, and a bunch of like drunk assholes in green T-shirts, and then a bunch of cops at every intersection waiting for the drunk assholes in the green T-shirts to just dare them <laughs> to do something. <laughs> like you could just see him sitting there like with one arm on a billy club and the other Come arm on. on the taser. Come and, on, do it. Do it. <laughs> But I mean, even earlier in the day, I'd been, you know, I'd been walking down six, and all of a sudden, like, the crowd just parts. And here comes this blonde in a green bikini on a skateboard, on a longboard, just kind of weaving her way through the crowd, making a literal wake of humanity behind her. It's like, you know, guys were, like, breaking their necks to twist their head fast enough to, <laughs> to follow her. That is so, so weird. I've always like wanted a- to go there. I've, I've never been to, well, I've been to Texas in layovers, but I've never actually been there. I've been to Texas, but never to Austin. And Austin is where I hear... Is, it's cool. The weird thing was there was an afternoon where I wanted to go see um, Billy Joe Shaver, who was playing a, a set in a coffee shop. 
and he was about getting ready to go on at that point he was about two weeks from going on trial for uh, shooting a guy in the face in 2007 oh, oh, nice. um, okay. and he, he was found innocent in one of the more hilarious trials you'll the, the the reporter from the Austin paper was like live tweeting the trial and I was just it was so captivating like during jury selection this woman looks at Billy Joe Shaver and says and you remember Billy Joe Shaver wrote nine tenths of Waylon Jennings best record he, he, he's an outlaw legend so this woman looks at him and goes till two days ago I'd never heard of you and, uh, and don't care about you and he looks at her and goes same here <laughs> <laughs> at, one, at one point during the trial the uh, the uh, the uh, prosecuting attorney says when he and the guy that he ended up having this altercation with when they're getting ready to go out in the parking lot and settle their differences she, she asks him she says couldn't you have just gotten in your truck then and left and he goes if I was chicken shit wow <laughs> <laughs> The guy that he shot had been talking to his wife, and apparently his Billy Joe Shaver's wife had once been married to the guy he shot's cousin. Oh, um, okay. And this guy had been in the bar, like kind of being intimidating, stirring people's drinks with a knife. Um, all these things that you do <laughs> in wow, sanitary. Just stare at someone and yeah. <laughs> all these things you do in bars outside Waco, Texas. That's and all, it was a beer almost... joint, and the guy wanted whiskey, so he brought his own whiskey in, and he was like stirring people's drinks and his whiskey with his knife and. <laughs> And, and I mean, it's kind of comical unless you were there. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that would have been yeah. very intimidating, yeah. but wow. But so the, prose- hilarious. the prosecuting attorney asked Billy Joe Shaver, he says, are you sure you weren't just jealous that he was talking to your wife? And he says, Billy Joe Shaver looks at this woman and says, sweetheart, I get more women than you can load on a passenger train. Why would I be jealous? He's 70 years old. And is he just sitting there saying it just like, da, 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 like, not, like no inflection or anything? I, I haven't heard the audio. I'm sure he said oh, it with, man. I'm was, sure he said it with inflection. And then afterwards when he was found, when he was found yeah, innocent, yeah, it was self-defense. Found innoc- oh, okay. Self-defense right. that, you know, he was feeling threatened was, was, was what they decided. He, outside the courtroom, he says, you know, well, hopefully me and this guy can become friends so he can give me my bullet back. <laughs> Damn. Uh, Billy Joe Shaver will be at the Pickathon this summer out in uh, Happy Valley. Yes, tell uh, us more. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to write about it. <laughs> I love it. Like it's fun, like doing this kind of show because we get so many different guests in. It's always mm-hmm. fun to see because most of the people we have come in like absolutely love what they do, and you can tell that you love what you do. It's been a, it's you know it, it, it's been a big difference from sports, and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, because you did sports for what ten, uh, eleven and a half years. Eleven and a half years, really. So. Yeah, and it was, you know, sports figures for reasons that I totally understand are completely guarded and don't want to give anybody access. And, yeah. you know, the musicians and, and the people that are involved with music in this town especially, they're more than welcome, you know, they're more than welcoming in terms of letting you come hang out, giving you time to sit down. And, you know, I spent an hour in a coffee shop the other day with Eric Early from Blitz and Trapper. They got a new record coming out next month that'll probably, you know, continue their, you know, upward momentum they got Lollapalooza and the Newport Folk Festival on on their tour schedule for the summer and you know I mean even the uh, you know even the even the big bands don't really behave like big bands around here it's you know I I know I run in you run into Chris Funk from the Decemberists all the time Mm -hmm. and you know he's got about seven projects everybody's got like seven bands everybody does it's true when you're like oh what are you doing it's like oh well I'm doing this and this and this and this and this and the conversation goes on forever even the rock stars have two dozen things going on Mm -hmm. so what band are you most excited about right now or is there one oh is there one right now um you know this kind of goes back to South by Southwest where you'd sit there and you'd talk to people uh, and, and you meet more just random people down there than I've ever met in anywhere because everybody's just in this really great mood. They're there to see music and, and you know, yeah. conversations. Are, excuse me. Wow. 
Oh, you don't have to say excuse (laughs) on there. (laughs) It's just fine. You you, you see so much. You see so much at South by Southwest that you forget what you've seen. And, like, you know, I I roll through so many CDs in a week, I sometimes forget about who I'm excited about. The Sadies have a new record uh, coming out. I think it's later this month or early next month. They're going to be here on June 7th. And the Sadies are the best band that you have never seen live. Unless you've seen them live, and then you run around telling everybody who hasn't seen them that they're the best band you've never seen live. Uh, I, they, they did a record last year with uh, John Doe from X, uh, oh, yeah. a record of country standards, and then they went out to the Pickathon last summer and just tore the place down. Hmm. And uh, I was talking to Willie Vlauten from uh, Richmond Fontaine, um, who every, every couple of months Willie and I will, will seem to uh, will, will meet in St. John's and uh, drink over at Slim's. Oh, I love I just rode my while. scooter out to St. John's yesterday. I love it I out there. I love it's so creepy and pretty. I yeah. love that area. Yeah. It's uh, I love all of those bars. I'm still not brave enough to go in the uh, combination Chinese restaurant off track betting parlor. Um, <laughs> I like I feel like I'm going to need an escort to go in there. Where's the, no, which <laughs> one's the one that's across from the theater that plays like the um, second run movies? And then it's across the street. Is that Slim's? Uh, probably. So you walk in, it's kind of a dark bar and then like a, the bar is like to the left. To the left and then there's a whole other area and there's yeah. a little stage. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. Slim's. Okay. So I like that place. And there's the Wishing Well, which is another like <laughs> Chinese place with a really great kind of like faux rock dive bar. Uh, <laughs> like the, the walls are—I don't know if it's asbestos or or designed plastic fake rock—I don't know. Uh, but it's it's pretty awesome. But um, I remember Willie was telling me the first time he saw the Sadies, and he's become friends with those guys. That he just kind of sat there, you know, they had been on a bill with them, and he was you know, hanging out with friends and, and family that were there down in Reno and they just stopped him cold and he sat there and he goes, you know how you, you see a band and you hope that they, they stay together forever and they never run into trouble with drugs or anything else because you don't care if they get big, you just want to make sure you always can see them because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's the Sadies. Um, and their new record absolutely kicks ass. That's cool. So. Well, maybe the we Sadies. If we can find some online. Yeah. Well, maybe we should take a, a quick break here and yes. see if we can find that. And... Um, since you were the sports writer, we do have ball talk. Oh, up. let's talk about balls. Yes. <laughs> you sounded way too excited. I'm going to talk about balls. Oh, let's, let's talk, talk about, about balls. balls right now. All right, so we'll be back here in just a second with more Fun Employment Radio. Com. Sadies. Yay. This is Toronto awesome. Zone. I even forgot we were recording right now. I was just like sitting here. Yeah. It's like I was sitting at home listening to music. Like, right. no, it's, it's, you know, they, there's some definite birds influence in what they do. There's some mm-hmm. serious guitar wizard, wizardry yeah. involved. And I mean, and they were, you know, they had played this set last summer with at the Pickathon within, in the barn with John Doe. And it had just been like this beer filled, sweaty, you know, early August, hot as hell kind of set and uh, you know we were standing at the side of the stage for it and then I wandered backstage and I had on a Red Wings t-shirt and uh, their bass player walks up to me and goes hey you're a hockey fan he goes I love the Wings I was like you're from Toronto shouldn't you love the Maple Leafs he's like yeah. Yeah, I love the Red Wings he goes tell me the story that they had been playing some years ago they'd been playing some NHL um, party um, something related to the league and he goes he said, he said I had this jug that was mostly vodka and a little bit of orange juice he goes and Bob Probert walks up to me and says hello and, and Probert was you know 
he's pretty much just this legendary badass in the NHL. I mean, he kicked everybody's ass, played for the Wings for years. And he goes, so I offered, he offered, he goes, I offered Probert a drink, and he takes one drink of, he takes one drink out of the jug and looks at me, and goes, we're hanging out for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the funny thing about Probert was that a friend of mine reminded me this later, a buddy of mine who's a columnist in Detroit, that you know, most famously in my mind. Probert was once arrested coming over the uh, the Detroit Windsor border with cocaine in his underwear, but he was also in, 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 and it's funny and I guess I have to give the newspaper uh, I do not condone drunk driving. But he was pulled over for <laughs> drunk driving in Detroit one time, and when the cop walked up to him, he said to the cop, "Book me with the usual." <laughs> oh my God. Wow! And so that's Bob Probert, legendary badass and drunk. Well, did you hear the uh, the speech that? Um What's the Red Wings coach name? Uh, coach's name Bab- Babcock. Yeah, Babcock. That coach, that uh, speech that he gave for the Sharks. Game. I did not. You didn't. I did not. That I. You haven't heard that one. It is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> Greg, just, are you going to read it? All right, I'll have to pull it back up. Yes, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to reread this thing. Okay. Yeah, I have this thing now that I'm no I'm, longer a sports writer. That like I, I turn the game on when it starts and I shut it off when it's over. And don't and, read anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna find it. All right, we're going to have to read that one for you. Oh, yes. It's, it's disturbing. It is one of the most ridiculous it's, things I've ever heard. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't really know anything about the guy, so I don't know if it's completely serious or if it's supposed to be tongue-in-cheek. No, I read other things after you reported it, and it seemed like it was pretty serious. <laughs> All right, we're going to have to talk about that. Well, should we do... Uh, some balls. Some balls. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk Balls. Okay, uh, Brandon Roy named All NBA third team, so that's good for him. Uh, hopefully, he is going to be well next year. What do you think about the Blazers right now? Uh, Any I, opinions? Yeah, I, I try not to since the season's over. Um, yeah. you know, I, I actually, you know, I, I'm not. This town overreacts to everything that happens. Yes. to that team in a way that it, that you know, for those of us that grew up in towns with four. Uh, yeah. with, with four teams and a couple of major colleges that, you know, you just can't obsess over the one thing that much. I am one of those people that obsesses over every little thing. And I, I, wor- I worried when I, when I saw, I was actually, I was in the middle of a birthing class during game, uh, game six of <laughs> the... I was birthing uh, going. That sounds weird. <laughs> uh, during game six of the, of the Sun series, and like, you know, during every break, like, every dude in the class was whipping out their, uh, their phone to check the score, and like, the guy sitting next to me had had to turn down courtside tickets because it was the first birthing oh, class. Oh! Like, his wife... Courtside tickets! His wife was giving him that like he, he said even on the drive over you know if you really want to go you can he goes oh. which didn't mean that I could go at all no because you know he's not dumb um, and and so you know yeah it, it, it sucked that they lost it sucked that you know that the series you know featured the blowouts that it, it featured but one I think Phoenix was just a better team there's a yeah. reason one was a one was a three seed and one was a six seed and Two, given everything that went on with the team this year, it was a pretty damn good year. That they got to fifty wins amazed the hell out of me. That's the thing. Fifty wins and in the playoffs. And they I mean, they got blown out a couple of times, but they still held their own for the most part. Yeah. I you know, I I, I don't see any reason and it was not like I like I listened to I, I had on one of the sports talk stations, uh that she'll remain nameless, except that it's the the home station for the Blazers. And um, <laughs> the other day and there no, was we don't care. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there there was a show starting and uh and and they they had this big overwrought intro about you know how expectations are higher than ever in Rip City with Brandon Roy and Lamarcus Aldridge. People are talking championship. Who the fuck was talking championship this year? <laughs> Nobody, Nobody was, talking was talking championship this no, year. No, no, it was to be able Down to the maybe line, get yes. past the first right. round this year. Right, and it would have been nice, but it was a ridiculous year when it came to uh, the fact that you lost both starting centers and yeah. grabbing Marcus Camby was an amazing. Yeah, addition. that was uh, like, Kevin Pritchard. You know, did a great job. 
with that one. But the fact that you had two centers go down with like this weird patella injury and then have another two one centers. You're starting redo small it in forward. the shower. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Which that I still question about that one. But uh, yeah, I mean, they did they did really good for what they have this year. Um, well, I, I see no reason other than to be optimistic going forward. But I agree. I applaud the optimism. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Uh, it's sad because I have so many friends who are so like obsessed with the fucking Blazers that they were all like seriously bummed out the next day. I'm like, it's, oh, I mean, it sucks. But, you know, team. but the, the thing though is, and I was I was telling somebody this the other night. Like, I say that, but I increasingly understand it because mm-hmm. when when you're a sports writer, you kind of become trained to not give a shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, you look at things very analytically, and you know, it, it it really does kind of suck some of the fun of being yeah. of, of following sports right out of you. Well, the longer I get away from being a sports writer the more the sports fan in me returns so like the other night when the red wings blew a two goal third period lead in 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 a crucial game three against san jose i melted the fuck down at home (laughs) and and then i went upstairs and put on motorhead and started building a baby rocker um (laughs) that's the weirdest phrase (laughs) i lost my shit i started listening to motorhead and built a baby motorhead and baby rocker i don't think those two things have ever been in the same sentence before i I told a friend of mine that and he he says to me he goes he goes yeah he goes but you're really not going to know love until you look in the rearview mirror and you see your you see your three-year-old mouthing the words ace of spades (laughs) ace of spades we are the road crew (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right um let's see moving on from motorhead and baby rockers Wizards. Okay, so uh, Gilbert Arenas, of course, the guy who pulled out the gun in the middle of practice earlier this year. So he was the one that laid out the guns. He was the one that pulled it out. Uh, no, actually, is there? No, he laid out the guns. Okay, and, and then the other guy laid out the guns. Yeah, and then the other guy pulled out his gun. Oh yeah. So, uh, but Gilbert Arenas was sentenced to jail. He said, "Well, he's actually he only ended up getting thirty days in a halfway house." So he is out of the halfway house now. I can't imagine being in a halfway house with Gilbert Arenas. Oh, that would be <laughs> that the most kind of entertaining, cool. amazing thing in the world. It would be, or it'd be annoying because he just tried to dominate over everyone. Probably. I mean, I wouldn't Which, play basketball against him in the halfway no, house. But. No, not at all. Did you read he did one of those uh, What I've Learned pieces with Esquire about no, two months really? ago? It was like, in the entire I, first I half of that. it was just him telling the story of what happened with the, the guns in the locker room. And it, it just, it's it, it should be... You know, it should be bronzed and framed and held up forever is why the NBA is the most entertaining league ever known. <laughs> oh, it really is. Yeah, I, I mean... A, a, ever assembled on this planet. I mean, I, everybody. The fact that a card game on the plane, <laughs> you know, <laughs> turned into like, you know, all like, I, you know, whose gun is bigger? Uh, <laughs> which, you know, we won't even get into the, uh, you know, everything that's going into the whose gun is bigger argument. But, right. um... <laughs> That is the NBA. Yeah, <laughs> that is that, that seriously is professional is sports. So Isn't everything with men about whose gun is bigger? Ultimately, yeah, yeah, that's what it all comes down to. All right, uh, let's see uh, soccer. So uh, the Timbers, of course, getting ready to start into the Major League Soccer season next year. They've started interviewing coaches. Ayo. So um, they just interviewed the former Chicago Fire coach, which I will admit until today I had no idea that was the name of that team. Uh, that there was a team called the Chicago Fire. Uh, former coach Dennis Hamlet. So I guess he's a pretty good coach. He took their team to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple of times. Cool. So we'll see if the... Uh, do you know much about the Timbers there? No. I don't. Okay. I just you know, enjoy going for Thirsty Thursday and watching some soccer. I know. I'm excited to go. I really want to go to a game. Next Thursday. Next Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Thursday. All right. Yeah, I think I might go to that then. There's just too much... Soccer is too confusing for me. There's too many tournaments going on at once. And Sean Levy was trying to explain to me the other day some tournament in Europe where teams play home and home series and if you score on the road it counts as two goals and if you score at home it counts as one and it just oh that's weird it, they're creating tricks because there's not enough going on in the game so there 
And uh, also, like it looks like there's going to be another team in the MLS. Montreal was just awarded a team, too. So they're going to be starting in 2012. And that's, uh, that's all I have on Major League Soccer news for today. Great road trip. Yes. I hear great things about Montreal. Oh, I've always, wanted to go, I've always wanted to go to Montreal. Um, let's see. Okay. Somebody pretty comical in the NFL. Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell. He's the 300 and some pound quarterback. The fat one. The fat one. Okay. Big fatty. Yeah, that plays for, uh, plays for the Oakland Raiders or did play for the Oakland Raiders. Um, he only actually, let's see, during he, he was drafted in 2007, paid a $39 million contract. That he got hardly played in any games. He um, actually, I think he only played in seven games during that time. And other than that, refused to work out, refused to make himself better, refused to do anything other than eat and wear fur coats. And that's about all he did. So they finally released him. But I mean, that, what a gigantic mistake! Thirty-nine million dollars. Mm. You remember Charles Rogers, guy. who he, he drafted out of Michigan State in the first round by the Detroit Lions when when Joey Harrington was still there. Yes, he, he got something like a twenty-six or twenty-seven million dollar signing bonus. I mean, he was, he was that high in the first round, and just he, he kept failing drug tests and eventually got got cut. And so the Lions sued him for the signing bonus back. And he had one, he had one of my all time favorite quotes where he told the Detroit Free Press, "They can sue me all they want. I ain't got it." <laughs> Well, uh, Jamarcus Russell, they're not not—they're not even going to be able to sue him. So he's just pretty much walking away with cash, and he can eat all the cheeseburgers he wants right now. Um, oh, I'm totally going to get a cheeseburger after the yeah, show. Yeah, it sounds kind of good. All right, I have to report on a little bit of Lawrence Taylor news. Oh, the rapey guy? Rapey guy. Uh. So Lawrence Taylor, it's its come out now. His story is that the... Uh, Wait, can we guess? Yes. That he, that, yeah, he never touched her. That she's no. actually... That he thought that she was 25. Close. He thought she was 19. Oh. So I guess uh, what what both the girl and the pimp said was that the the pimp instructed her to tell people that she was 19. And so he slept with her and thinking that she was 19. But uh, I guess according to the FBI, it doesn't matter what you think. Unless they can prove the age, then uh, then he's still going to jail for sleeping with a 16-year-old. Seriously, he should have, like, checked. If, if the girl looks ID 15, or something. Yeah, check an ID. Yeah, well, or, I mean, the thing is... Uh, this guy's got millions of dollars. He could certainly afford somebody, something more than, I don't know, a 16-year-old prostitute off the street. You would think. I mean, if you're going to do that... It also might I'm not be... Saying, wi- it also That's m- a valid, valid I'm point. Just say it. Also might not be all that wise to trust the pimp. <laughs> oh, it seems like a reputable, reputable guy. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's uh, that's the newest thing in LT news. So this is going to be going on for a long time. Oh, this yeah. guy's it's, career is over. It's like every day. It's like it's like one half of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like today, it's like I thought she was nineteen. Tomorrow, it's going to be the pimp saying that's but about I how he talks. I told you that too. she was fifteen. Well, I don't know if you remember a couple of weeks ago too. I played the clip of him talking about during the draft, during the NFL draft, um, him remembering back to when when he was drafted. And he said that he didn't remember anything because he had drank, I think it was like 42 beers. That's the same guy? That's the same guy. No shit. Yeah, that's the same guy. Or, or I mean, he, he's the guy that you know was smoking crack but then showed up and was, was it uh, some Adam Sandler movie like doing a, doing a cameo where he's saying, you know, and remember kids, don't smoke crack and everybody yeah. laughs. So he'll be doing don't screw <laughs> underage kids. prostitutes. Always jokes. check the ID. I'm LT. Oh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> Um, all right. And you rhyme. <laughs> see, it all works out. Uh, let's see. Here's something that was kind of funny. So this is for the Cleveland Indians. The Cleveland Indians not having a very good year. And um, there's uh, one of their announcers. Actually, it's, it's somebody that's on their radio or on their TV show. Bruce Drennan is this guy. 
He actually went onto the air and decided to voice his opinions of how the Indians are playing right now. So this is somebody who's supposed to be for the home team, talking about them, always pro-Indians. Thank you, man. Oh. 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 This is live television. I Carmona, you know, he wasn't great. But he certainly pitched well enough to win, considering. Ah, oh, Valbuena. Valbuena. This guy's basically Valbuena. having a nervous breakdown Give on the air. He's know, having his drunken euchre moment, moment from Major yeah. League. He really is, Somebody yeah. Somebody said he should be in Columbus tonight. I said... Send him to Mahoning Valley. He can't do any harm there. They haven't even started their season. That's quite a pejorative in Cleveland. Send him to the Mahoning Valley. <laughs> yeah, oh. this guy, and this thing goes on, and I'm not playing this entire thing. It goes on for like five minutes of all him doing this. I mean, hey. most of it is him uh, it, grabbing his head <clears throat> and then picking out each individual Here player. Is. Here's a stroke. Beautiful form. What? <laughs> what is he? He really is having a We're nervous breakdown. We're watching someone's nervous breakdown. That's what it is. And he's doing these little dances. You, you've got to. You can go to funemploymentradio.com and check this out too. So anyway, this goes on for a long time, and then at the end, they remind them that this is the major leagues. Did anybody remind that this is the major leagues? Bunch of lollygaggers. Wow. Yeah. So uh, that was. What was his name again? Bruce Drennan. Spokesperson for the Cleveland Indians, basically. Awesome. I doubt he's going to have a job for very much longer. <laughs> um, all right, there was another uh, thing that happened in a uh, minor league baseball game. This was, uh, and it involved Will Ferrell. So apparently Will Ferrell does have a new movie coming out. I'm guessing this is what this was about. And he went onto the field in the middle of a game, actually before the game even started, Somebody came on the announcement and said that the team had just signed, and let's see, I'll, I'll figure out the name of the team here. It was, it was a minor league team, uh, the um, uh, Round Rock, Round Rock. And so uh, the owner came on and said that they had just signed a guy named Rojo Johnson, and that <laughs> Rojo Johnson would be pitching during the game. And so during the middle of the game, out walks Will Ferrell into the, into the game. I'll get the video up here in just a second, but this is up at uh, funemploymentradio.com too. And he uh, walks out. And um, with a mustache on and his own custom jersey, and gets up and pitches the first ball and uh, throws throws a wild pitch. And the catcher must have been in on it as well because the catcher gets up and runs towards him. And uh, Will Ferrell had brought out a bag of beer. He had a beer in the other thing. Opens up a beer and pours it all over the catcher. And then they proceed to run around the field and the ump kicks him out. So they did this right in the middle of a real game. <laughs> so I don't even know if the fans understood exactly what was going on. Could you tell it was Will Ferrell? You could, I could tell because I knew it was him beforehand. Yeah. But from the camera angle way back up, I mean, it, it did look like a very fake mustache. But uh, yeah, it was it was uh, pretty interesting. So whoever these fans are, they're going to be part of that movie. Rojo Johnson. Rojo Johnson. <laughs> yeah, and I guess the announcer made something talking about talking about him saying he was born in East Texas and raised in Venezuela and recently had his positions had his prison sentence commuted where he served time for smuggling reptiles. So they just did this in the middle that of the game. That very much sounds like a Will Ferrell movie. It very much yeah. sounds like a Will Ferrell movie. So that is the latest Will Ferrell movie, Rojo Johnson. Wouldn't it be great too to be able to write that paragraph and just mail it to somebody at a studio and have them say, "Here's 25 million dollars. Do that." Yeah. <laughs> Get it done. Will Ferrell will do it. Uh, so anyway, that went on with that. All right, so NHL news. 
Phoenix Coyotes may not be the Phoenix Coyotes for much longer. Thank God. It looks like a management deal where they were trying to save them for them uh, for Phoenix is falling through, and Winnipeg already has something in in place. To try I to bring support them up more there. Canadian teams. So look, it looks like there's a really good chance that they could end up being the Winnipeg Jets again instead of the Phoenix Coyotes. So we'll see what goes on there. And then finally here. This is something just for Ryan. Now, we we did this the other day. Oh. Ryan being the huge hockey fan, and especially the Red Ryan, Wings Ryan, you can't fan. read along. You have to, you have to okay. just, like, you have yeah, to you let it absorb. Yeah, you can't read what I have right here. So, we need to get I'll the I'll go into the isolation music. booth yes. where I can just hear. So, yeah, so, what's the backstory on this again? So, the backstory is this is Mike Babcock, coach of the Detroit Red Wings, uh, giving this speech to his team before they play the San Jose Sharks. And this is his pep rally, I guess, of how he's trying to inspire them. This is Mike Babcock. I can tell you how we're going to win, fellas, because I've killed a shark before. I have. It was a great white. I found it in a saltwater tank in a little resort on the coast of Africa. I spent my bonus for our finals appearance last year paying to have the tank constructed and the shark trapped in a net, brought onto a boat, and helicoptered in from the ocean. It was just a fantastic opportunity to kill something I had never killed before, and I really wanted to just be a part of it. That's what life is, you know, fellas. You seek out an opportunity to kill something new. You realize it. You savor it. You remember it. And then you get back out there and look for some new dangerous animal to murder. But the fact that I ultimately blew dozens of holes through that shark's brain stem before blowing the fuck out of it with a huge-ass grenade isn't really important right now. What's going to help you, fellas, is how I gave myself the opportunity to do that. You see, I like to kill things with shotguns and machine guns and sometimes with grenades. I find that grenades are just a tremendous way to blow animals up. Very satisfying. But you can't really use those weapons in salt water, especially not with a shark swimming around all friggin' fast and buzzing around your net looking to take a bite out of your arm. I'm a big believer in having the portent- <laughs> I'm a big believer in the importance of having all your limbs operational when you are locked in combat with a predator. That's a huge part of fighting for your life. You cannot afford to lose your limbs at this stage of the game. And fellas, the smile on my face as I unloaded clip after clip into that endangered animal, that's a smile that I'll keep with me forever. And the swig of liquor I took directly after I climbed out of the blood-stained tank, tossing my grenade over my shoulder as I walked away, that's just a fantastic taste that I will tell my grandkids about someday. So yes, fellas, you're in a dire position tonight, and you have a tremendous opportunity to put yourself in a hole that not even I could shoot my way out of. But you also have a, just a wonderful, fantastic chance to seize the moment and really just kill something and watch it die. And there's nothing better in life than that, fellas. When you kill something with your teammates, and I really believe this... Like a hooker. <laughs> you, <laughs> you walk together forever, walking on an African safari, killing all sorts of other things. Mike Babcock, Detroit Wings. I'm... <laughs> I'm dubious of the reality of that. Oh no! Uh, it's it's reported all over the place. No, it's it was I, released. I, I, I will believe you. <laughs> I will believe you. Does that not sound like the bike, Mike Babcock that you know? He's an incredibly practical guy. <laughs> I could see that being used, real to to loosen the team up. Um, he, he is. He was the guy that actually, when uh, ESPN did their survey of of players in the league, was like far and away the coach everybody in the league wanted to play for. Maybe well, that's, sounds maybe that's why. Yeah. yeah, I made me want to go blow something up. No, because I remember reading a lot of stuff after this and how. <laughs> I the- wish I hadn't had that tree removed yesterday. I would go get a grenade and blow it up. <laughs> sounds today. like the right way to do it. Well, I maybe I should go that, after those birds. The shark that he murdered too was an endangered species, wasn't it, Jim? <laughs> Great white. It was, yeah. I don't know if the, those are even endangered. Actually, so, I, I had read a report on like a like a, a renowned news station. It was just like, and Mike Babcock brags about murdering an endangered species. It's like, can anything be endangered that would kill you at the drop of a hat? Really? Well, if it's flown in and dropped into a tank of water where it's just kind of laying there. Like you've never wanted to shoot Shamu. 
<laughs> the opinions of Ryan White. <laughs> Exclusively Ryan White. On Fun Employment Radio. That's free Willie. <laughs> that, that concludes this edition of Ball Talk. I really do hate those birds, though. <laughs> I know you do. All right, should we do a little bit of uh, entertainment news? Yes, once again, it's not so much entertainment news as entertaining news, because I... Um, celebrities are behaving themselves, not unlike uh, like or unlike that Babcock guy who's murdering endangered species. Yeah, I really got a whole lot of nothing, but I did find some interesting stories, including a couple ones about penises. Yeah, I just realized Ball Talk was about raping and killing, pretty much. It's Fun Employment Radio, oh. everybody. Sports. <laughs> all right, so we were all a little worried about you know Brett Michaels and you know kind of convinced that he was on his deathbed. Mm-hmm. Well, on his shameless road to recovery, just days from being on said deathbed, Brett Michaels has just released a track on iTunes called Wasted Time this morning. After he was, (coughs) excuse me, just released from the hospital two days ago. Did he just record this? I don't know when it was recorded, but it is is just being released. So the song's a ballad. Proving Uh, that every rose does indeed have its thorn. (laughs) (laughs) Bam! One firmly in vintage poison territory, but the most remarkable thing about the track is how ominous the lyrics seem, given Brett Michaels' recent health problems. A couple of the lyrics read as such. Lately, I just ain't been myself. Lately, I've been feeling something else. And another point, he says, there's a time to hurt and a time to heal. I love how he has a southern accent now. He totally does. <laughs> That's how he talks. I'm Brett Michaels. I have an accent, and I always wear a bandana. Appearing on True Blood. <laughs> All right, and random news. Police say a woman in Pittsfield has been cited for running down a man whose legal name was Lord Jesus Christ after he crossed really? the street in front of her. Officer, <laughs> That's awesome. This woman did, in fact, run down Lord Jesus Christ. They checked his ID and discovered that his legal name is such. Oh, wow. <laughs> he was taken to the hospital for minor injuries. I'm Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus will be okay. <laughs> He was released after three days. and <laughs> That's funemploymentradio.com <laughs> for all your complaints. It's one liner day. It is one liner day. I like it. All right. <clears throat> On to penis news. Excellent. <laughs> A woman has been accused of stabbing her husband with scissors because she was unhappy with his performance in bed. Yeah. Michelle Thomas, 26. I know a girl who I went to college with this name, Michelle Thomas. Really? But she wouldn't have been 26. No, she would be like closer to my age. Okay, never mind. Continuing on, Michelle Thomas was arrested on <laughs> on Thursday after police were called around 1 a.m. to the couple's house in the East Texas town of Hudson. The man told Mrs. Tom uh, uh, told police that Mrs. Thompson became angry with him after the sex session left her unsatisfied. <laughs> he said that Ms. Thompson grabbed a pair of nearby scissors and began slashing at him very close to his penis. The court what states. What the hell? <laughs> The court states the police. Did you think that was going to help? <laughs> you have not satisfied me. I'm going to cut off your penis. Because that's just even more pressure. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I mean, give me crazy bitches. Come on. All right. So the court states that uh, that they found the man with superficial cuts to his chest, thumb, knee, and groin. There is no such thing as a superficial cut to the groin. <laughs> no, there isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely just not. A, just a light little scratch. <laughs> Ms. Thomas uh, alleges that her partner was drunk, threw her on the bed, and began choking her, but police found no injuries on her. The man said that he only touched Ms. Thomas during the sexual encounter. No word on how his injuries are sustaining now. Another penis news. 
This is going to be really short today, but it's okay because it's all cold. It's all penis. All penis all the time. It's fun employment radio. A man who got his penis stuck in a steel pipe had to be cut free by firefighters using a metal grinder after doctors could not free his genitals from their metal trap. Can you say that one one more time? A man who got his penis stuck in a steel pipe had to be cut free by firefighters who had to use a metal grinder after doctors could not free his genitals from the pipe's metal trap. This is one of those things where wherein it's a bad idea to say this, but there's a lot of questions left hanging on that one <laughs> that I kind of feel like I need answers to. Well, here, let me see if I can if I can answer a couple of those for you. So, the medics at the general hospital he went to struggled to get the man's penis out of the stainless steel pipe because the restricted blood blood flow had caused it to become erect. Oh, but it was fucking Wait, erect before. So was it? Yeah, I mean, how? It was erect when he got it in. I mean, I would assume. The medics could do nothing huh. about it. Instead, they called the fire department, which a spokesman understatedly described it as a delicate operation. Can we get comment from the friend who <laughs> dared him to do this that started the he entire was, thing? He was at work. Exactly. Somebody... Did he work at a small, an incredibly small tube, metal tube factory, or... You know, it's not saying what his what? name is or where he worked. Now, see, now, that's... I understand entirely, and in fact support, in cases... The anonymity. The, the, the anonymity of, of, of people involved in very delicate... These kind of things. Victims. Yes. No, victims in very delicate cases wherein they are victims. victims? This right. guy is not the victim. Okay, yeah, right. This, this guy is not the victim. Steel pipe is the victim. This guy... Exactly. <laughs> was we should not name the steel pipe, but this guy should have his name out there. Well, the firefighters I mean, had to use a four and a half inch industrial metal grinder. How did it get crammed in there that much? Well, maybe he stuck it in. He wasn't all the way. Well, then, excited. and then he just he realized got it in there the somehow. Steel. It's was... like a Chinese finger trap. <laughs> <laughs> Always lube up. Anyway, it's like an um, X-rated <laughs> version of a Christmas story, and the whole tongue on the frozen pole <laughs> thing. It really is. So they couldn't just lodge his penis. So they had to like basically shear down the, the, oh. the pipe all around his penis. How terrifying must that have been? <laughs> sparks, sparks flying, sparks are flying. A four and a half inch. We don't know how big, the, how thick the pipe is. So you have to put one of those welders mats that protect things around the, like the abdomen and the lower groin area. <laughs> Having oh, a grinder so plumbing at so home, it's sending half off an sparks. inch away from your penis. Oh yeah, and it's sending off sparks too. Um, let's see. All right, so uh, oh. the penis was left bruised and swollen, but otherwise unharmed. <laughs> The man thought to be around 40 years old did not explain how exactly the pipe got stuck around his penis. I fell. <laughs> he was said to be, quote, <laughs> quite concerned and anxious about it. <laughs> and finally. Wow. Okay. I know that we all... Um, oh, I'm going to have some sound here, Greg. Okay. Okay, I know that we all, like, hey, you guys might get a little nervous when you're trying to find the best present for your wife. Well, I have to tell you, your prayers have been answered in the form of what's called the marriage blanket. Yes, the official website bills the blanket as ideal wedding gift or anniversary gift, though it's hard to imagine a partner feeling particularly romantic after unwrapping such a package because it is a blanket that suffocates night farts. Unlikes to talk about. Maybe that's why they call it silent. 
but deadly. Well, now there's a real solution to a very real problem. Introducing the Better Marriage Blanket. On the outside, the Better Marriage Blanket looks and feels just like a soft, warm comforter. But on the inside, it contains a layer of activated carbon fabric, the same type of fabric used by the military to protect against chemical weapons. molecules easily pass through the cotton shell and are harmlessly absorbed into the layer of carbon fabric. Even when used on top of bed sheets, offending molecules are absorbed before anyone knows they're there. Offending molecules. So whether you or your spouse suffers from a health issue or just the occasional disagreeable meal, you owe it to your marriage to try the <laughs> who better marriage one blanket. Of those? It makes a great wedding gift or anniversary gift too. To order, call one 800 981 always gets a blanket that smothers farts. So this uh, website specifies it'll save uh, significant others from having to tolerate those sudden bad smells that pop out through the night. No one wants to smell something so bad it wakes them up in the middle of the night. So this guy who created it, he purchased a suit, uh, a suit made with uh, activated carbon fabric because he was looking for a way to keep deer from detecting his scent when he was hunting. Then he noticed it was effective for another little far- uh, problem. Farting. <laughs> I, I didn't smell it, Bob. And this, too, led to him making a prototype. You know what I love about that sales pitch is they point out that on the outside, it looks like a regular blanket. So you won't be embarrassed when your friends come over <laughs> to know that you have the sometimes disagreeable meal. And well, I love the voiceover guy, too. There's a reason they call it silent, but deadly. But deadly. It's not like the beginning of an ABC News expose. <laughs> Well, you guys, you too can purchase a better marriage blanket for your significant others. It costs thirty nine ninety five for the twin size and forty nine ninety five for the queen size. Do they have one in baby size? Oh, they might. I can see if they make like onesies. Oh, that like would be his awesome. and hers. <laughs> that would be like three days later. If we had changed the kid for three days, no. <laughs> wonder why that I is. Even I can't smell. <laughs> well, I just don't understand. So this guy, like, finds the fabric because he's going deer hunting and doesn't want his scent to come out. And then all of a sudden, like, deer hunting fabric equals better marriage blanket where you can smother your silent but deadly farts. Two, there's something A plus B plus C. Like, B's kind of missing on that scenario. I, yeah. Hunting is one of those strange things. Like, like I am not a hunter. I have never hunted. I've shot a gun, like, once in my life. I have a lot of family in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan that, like, they save all their sick time for the beginning of deer season. Yeah. And a few years ago, a particular uncle who, they don't have a lot of, you know, money floating around to begin with, but he had taken some to buy a photo, a, a camera with a photoelectric sensor on it to set in his deer camp so that it takes a photo of the deer and time stamps it so he knows when they are coming through the camp to better be there the next time. And, and so I asked my aunt, I said, well, why don't you just get a gun with a photoelectric sensor, <laughs> shoot the deer as they walk through, and then just come in once a week and clean them up? And somehow this was offensive. Um, somehow I wasn't that the one. Somehow I was much. the one who wasn't getting it. <laughs> <laughs> you insensitive bastard. And that is why you are not a hunter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, and that is your entertainment news. Nervous explanation. The, the dude with the, the dude with his dick in the pipe probably started with kissing a clock. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I always had the really gross like twenty two got a fucking pole. No, I said the really gross like <laughs> girl way of thinking that. I'm like, oh no, that's gross. You know what I'm talking about? Hmm. Poles and holes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just still flabbergasted by the guy screwing the. Oh come on, you guys were like sixteen pole. before. Have you ever? And you, I know you won't be honest anyway, but have, but you ever, have you ever stuck your friend in some place it shouldn't go? 
N- I thought the inanimate boys- objects. No, I, I think you have a very that. misconstrued idea. No, of what adolescence ha- Hollywood is. has because- Hollywood has warped you. Yeah, okay. nobody's fucking apple pies or I wouldn't think apple metal pie, poles. But I remember knowing some dude that um, <laughs> nothing about a metal pole seems it, the least no. bit enticing. I mean, there's always some and- like one jackass in a million that'll yeah. do something like that, but ruins it for the rest of us. Yeah, I mean, really, I don't even know what that means. No. In context of anything. I don't know, but I <laughs> I find it offensive to imply that I fucked a pole. <laughs> Greg is getting a little worked up about this. I don't, know, I don't know why I was so adamantly... Like, why am I so angry about this? I'm confused, it's but ridiculous. you, sir, are defensive. Pole fucking rights for everyone! <laughs> He's a person! <laughs> yes, that came out wrong. <laughs> that steel tube has feelings too. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's, I think that's probably enough for today. So, this so is a great you gig for, you guys have. Thank you for coming <laughs> in and hanging out. Yes, with thank us. you. Thank you, so you for much. the Mickey's. Mm-hmm. And thank you for inviting me. This was a lot of fun. Ah, do you ever want to come back? Absolutely. Okay, sweet. Because cool. we know that you have a, a real job to. You know, dance around. Yeah, but it's a real job that has night hours and allows me to sneak away and do things like this all the time because they're fun. Oh, yeah. Well, pretty soon, though, you're going to be a father. Excuse me. All the more reason spare... to get out of the house. I don't... <laughs> no, it's your turn, you bastard. <laughs> no, no, it will be. Well, I'm actually, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be taking a paternity leave in the fall. So me and the kid watching uh, Obsessing Over College Football. How Sweet. long of paternity leave do you get? Uh, <clears throat> legally, I can take 12 weeks. we got to work it out. But uh, wow, I yeah. didn't know that. I, I got to talk to the powers that are. We want to. Uh, I want to mitigate impact uh, to the newspaper and still be able to do some things um, because obviously, you know, we can't punt on music coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's going to be plenty to do. It's just a matter of working it out so that it works out for everybody. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited about it. Well, where can people usually read your stuff right now? Uh, the easiest way? easiest way is to check OregonLive.com backslash music. I'm also on that uh, Twitter thing as Oregonian Music, and uh, do a lot of I do a lot of stuff from shows and uh, just little random things and links to stories through there. So cool, awesome. Well, Thanks, Ryan guys. White, thank you so much for coming on. And the shark story was real. Yes. Yes, I believe you. As was the steel pipe one. <laughs> Good seeing you guys. <laughs> Good to see you too. Uh, um, shoot us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna wait till next week for the other part of romancing the spammers. Yes. Yes. I know we said we were gonna do that today, but we've got a full day. All right. But uh, But there is plenty Monday? more. Yeah. Oh, I with think Aaron Duran. Yes. Yes. I think he would I think that that should happen. I think so too. Um so yeah, shoot us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. And uh t shirts are on their way, so as soon as they're here, we'll let you know. And you can order yours. Then there still is some. There still are some left too. So definitely go there now to funemploymentradio.com and get yours. I think that Mickey's is kicking in. I think so too. <laughs> I think it really is. Well, it's not just me. I didn't eat very much. All right, we'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you then. Goodbye. Uh, we can do 